Hello, and welcome to the Black and Grim Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Mr. Black. It is my dark pleasure to present horrific tales written by the Madman Grim. Be warned, these stories are meant to frighten and unsettle you. Listener discretion is advised, as during each season, there are elements of violence, profanity, unsettling imagery, and content unsuitable for children. Each season will be presented in anthology format, with a standalone tale preceding the next one. All written work belongs to the author and cannot be reproduced or shared without express permission by owners of this podcast. Now, sit back, get comfortable, and prepare to enjoy our first tale entitled Andrew's Choice. Murderers are frightening people. Often, they are more monstrous than what lurks in the closet or reaches out from beneath our beds. But what could frighten even this kind of monster? Let's join Andrew as he checks into a strange old hotel and comes face to face with what very well may be his last choice. The killer shook rainwater from his jacket as he stepped in from the storm. He'd been driving for hours, taking back road after back road since fleeing Denver. A sign flickered near the road, but the small lobby didn't seem to have power. Instead, a tiny candle offered the only illumination. An old tar-gummed woman watched him from behind a reception desk. Andrew's eyes darted around the room until they settled on a lonely door against the far wall. No decoration afflicted the space to either side or sign hinted to secrets held within. Despite the rain's continuous drone against glass, which was surprisingly loud, he thought he heard scuffling behind the door, coupled with a faint odor of rot or stagnant water, a particularly strong image of vermin devouring discarded Chinese food sprang to mind. Greetings. I didn't expect anyone out in a night like this. Will it be just you or is there someone else waiting in the car? She asked, pushing her red horn-rimmed glasses up her nose. Just me. Is the power not working? Almost compulsively, he glanced out the nearby window. Lightning flooded the lot. His car was the only occupant. Should he have risked the weather and kept driving? Feigning the need to stretch, Andrew arched his back. This allowed his skin to press, comfortingly, against the small revolver tucked into his waistband. 
Well, come on in. Yes, the power's working. I just like to conserve where I can. Now, let's see if we can get you set up with a bed and shower. It's been awful dead tonight. <laughs> she started chuckling, as if to some private joke. Andrew waited as she ducked down to grab something. After a moment, she slammed a thick book down between them. What's that? Seconds dribbled slowly onward, but she did not answer. Piercing eyes studied him, calculated him. His skin crawled, and he fought the urge to shuffle from one foot to the other. Andrew suddenly did not want anything to do with her or the creepy hotel. He started to say this when her stooped frame rippled, as if coming to life. The movement's abruptness reminded him of toy soldiers he had seen on television as a child. It's our guest ledger. Why wasn't it on the desk? Do you want folks snooping around looking at your private information? A revolting smile followed her question. Her gnarled, tree-root fingers absently stroked the closed book. The click-clack of her nails on the hard leather matched pace with his heartbeat. Her jaws twitched, as if she were chewing on words. But she didn't offer anything else, only waited for him to respond. On second thought, I may move on down the road. He started to leave to make a clean break. Don't be silly. It's a mess out there. Besides, the next place is 50 miles from here, in Callows. She tapped her cracked fingernails on the wood surface and beckoned for him to come closer. Let Miss Lucy sign you on in. We'll get you right as rain. <laughs> she chuckled at her own joke as she opened it. Curiously, the ledger opened to the correct page. A few signatures stained the lines towards the top, but she laid a finger against an empty line. Sign here. Don't I need to pay first? This whole interaction seemed off. He didn't want to touch her ledger or continue this conversation. He had visited countless hotels over the years, always those who accepted cash and asked few questions. People tended to remember a face when interactions spanned more than a few minutes. You pay on checkout. That seemed strange. What stopped someone from leaving in the middle of the night? As if reading his thoughts, the woman said, Only one way in, one way out. Folks who stop here always pay. Andrew lifted the felt-tipped pen from the ledger's worn spine. He toyed with giving an alias, as he generally did in these situations. The look she gave him, as if she knew his inner truths, prompted hesitation when he pressed the pen to the page. Slowly, wondering why he didn't just leave, Andrew wrote his real name. You're in room six, that's upstairs, third door to the left. The woman picked at a pimple on her narrow chin. It popped, 
sending pus down her leathery face. But she didn't wipe it away. Instead, she reached below the counter and produced an old-fashioned brass key. Got a lot of stuff under there? Andrew asked, ignoring what she had just done. Oh, tons and tons. She offered an ugly smile and nodded towards the stairwell. Then, as she still held the key, she held it out to him, using two fingers so he didn't have to touch her. Andrew removed it from her outstretched palm. The metal was warm in his palm. He quickly pocketed it as his eyes darted to the stairwell. Thanks. I need to grab something from my car. He felt those hard, yellowish eyes follow his movements, tracking him as a predator stalks its dinner. Heavy rain pummeled Andrew as he trudged towards his car. Each step added weight to his movements as sticky rainwater saturated his garments. However, he needed something from the trunk, so he suffered through the elements. When he reached the vehicle, a lull in the storm graced him with a chance to open it. He cautiously scanned his surroundings to ensure he was alone. Satisfied, he inserted the key and popped the trunk. Well, hello there, he said, smiling down at its contents. He found what he had come for, a tattered brown backpack he had carried around for years. Beside it, staring towards Andrew with empty eyes, was a pretty redhead he had picked up for lunch. Dried blood lingered at her puffy lips corners, and an ugly brown smile beamed up from her slender neck. Even in death, the young woman was a lovely creature. Her name was Jan. He liked to remember their names. He hadn't meant to kill her. He needed the car, and she just wouldn't stop screaming. <sighs> Such a waste. Shrugging, he reached over her twisted leg and yanked his bag out into the rainy night. When he re-entered, Andrew noted that the decrepit hag was nowhere in sight. Shrugging off the lingering raindrops in the doorway, his eyes immediately went to the stairs. From the road, the hotel resembled a small two-story house more than anything he was accustomed to. It might have been quaint under different circumstances. Instead, it reminded him of old Hitchcock movies. So much so, he quickly scanned for peepholes and shadowy corners where someone might be hiding. Fuck this place. A prickling sensation, like when your hand falls asleep, struck him part way through the room. Despite being alone, Andrew felt someone watching him, following his movements. He heard the scuffling noises again. Rats. Had to be rats. Big fuckers from the sound of it. Shuddering, he mounted the stairs and climbed upward. The staircase emptied into a narrow hall, illuminated by twin wall lights. They flickered as he moved towards his room. 
something grazed his back as he inserted the key into the weighty door. Andrew spun around, expecting the old lady or some other as yet unseen patron. Nothing there. Only dust and shadows shared the space with him. Damn it, get a grip on yourself, he growled. Returning his focus to the door, Andrew turned the key and pushed. It squealed open. Should have kept fucking driving, he thought. Should have kept going. The bedroom, if you could call it that, was barely more than a closet with a full-size bed and standing dresser. Even from the hall, he could tell the mattress was too lumpy and would play hell on his back. A frayed blanket, decorated in early 1950s print, covered the bed. He noted a door next to the dresser. He figured it led to the bathroom. Hoped so, anyway. As with the other rooms, this one lacked any discernible decoration. It was as if Lucy didn't care enough to make it homey. Also, the same odor from downstairs filled the stale air. Beyond this, the room was relatively clean. He entered the room and tossed the bag onto the bed. It landed with a thud and Andrew half expected the bed to buckle. When it didn't, he closed the door and moved to empty the backpack of its contents. These were nothing more than a small notebook and pen, clothes, and personal grooming supplies. He kept little to identify himself, and held no real interest in leisurely activities, so the Spartan nature of his contents did not displease him. He carefully laid these on the bare dresser in neat stacks. Damn, I hope the shower works, he grumbled after surveying the room. Mechanically, he stripped off his clothing. Each piece was neatly folded and placed on the edge of the bed. He tucked the gun beneath one of the matted pillows. Finally, Andrew entered the bathroom. It was as expected. Barely big enough for the sink, toilet, and grimy shower. Brown sludge oozed from the rusty faucet. But after several minutes, fresher water began to flow. When steam finally started to rise, he climbed in and shut the curtain. Sighing happily, he dipped his head beneath the rush of hot water and lost himself to the temporary pleasures of the shower. Sleep didn't come easily for Andrew. Remorse and worry did not plague the threadbare remnants of his conscience. Five years had passed since he started down this dark road, though he had long since blocked out the reasons behind it. In the intervening years, he had resorted to thievery and murder to get from place to place. Not wanting to draw too much attention to his trail, he made sure to leave some people unharmed, so his trail remained cold. Still, until now, he had always slumbered peacefully, 
After his shower, he tossed and turned for what felt like an eternity, though dawn was still hours away. He heard sounds in the hallway, like heavy forms being dragged over rough floorboards. The shadows seemed to whisper, though he couldn't make out any words, just a constant buzz. He didn't believe in ghosts. There must be a worn pipe in the wall. He rationalized that he had let the geriatric downstairs get under his skin. He had given her too much time, so his mind was now punishing him for not following the rules. But the sounds, he couldn't make them stop. Midnight came and went as he struggled with the bed's lousy pillows. Sometime in the last few hours, the rain had tapered off and now tapped lazily against the dirty windows. The lightning ventured off into the horizon and was only heralded by distant thunderclaps. Even so, his skin crawled. At first, he thought bedbugs were attacking, but examination revealed nothing. As it continued, it resembled fingers casually stroking his exposed flesh. This unsettling thought reminded him of the old woman running her fingers over the ledger. <sighs> Fucking shithole. While he listened to the nocturnal noises and imagined someone or something stared at him from the darkness, Andrew decided sleep was not an option. He jerked aside the blankets and swung his legs off the side of the bed. Goose flesh prickled on his skin as he stretched his arms. Without bothering with shoes or a shirt, Andrew started for the hall. Quickly, he returned to the bed, reached under the pillow, and picked up the revolver. A thin smile crept onto his thin face as he felt its comforting weight in his palm. He glimpsed movement along the edge of his vision, spinning. He pulled the gun up to aim it at... At what? Only a shadow in the corner. Only a trick of the light. But, as he replayed the last second, Andrew thought he had seen... a woman's face. The unsettling suspicion that someone lingered close by, breathing on his skin, did not leave Andrew when he stepped into the hallway. The hallway's gloomy light cast his surroundings in a spooky haze and magnified the unshakable sense of foreboding. Still, not one to be deterred by irrational emotions, he worked his way towards the staircase. Underneath, on the first floor, the floorboards creaked ever so slightly. He stopped, tucked the gun into his pants, and listened for footsteps. You're a strange fellow. Startled, Andrew swiveled around to see the hotel's elderly caretaker. Though his outward expression did not change, the crone's sudden appearance startled him. His hand moved involuntarily to his gun. He caught himself before it was too late, but her ghoulish smirk indicated she had caught the movement. 
This hotel unsettled him. This damn woman unnerved him. He'd rather risk driving with the dead woman in his trunk than stay here another hour. You're one to talk, he retorted before he could stop himself. No, are you a nice man? Lucy studied him from behind her glasses, the red somehow shining in the gloom. She cocked her head, letting her eyes trail up and down his exposed body, resting on his torso's lean musculature. Her purple tongue hungrily tread over curved lips, as if she were aroused by his near nakedness. Is there something you want? Just checking on the souls resting here. Her gaze wandered down Andrew's stocky frame as she spoke. Suddenly, a clap of thunder drowned out any other noise, and their world plunged into darkness. Unconsciously, Andrew backpelled a few more paces. Fear sped through him, but he would not let Lucy see. Even though he couldn't see her, he sensed her eyes still upon him. For the first time in his life, he prayed. He prayed for the lights to come back on. He had thought the storm was moving into the distance. Would you be so kind as to accompany an old lady down to the basement to check the fuse box? Her voice seemed different, huskier. He wanted, needed to say no. Unintelligible whispers assailed him from the blackness pressing in from all sides. He knew that nobody was there, that he only shared the corridor with the old woman. Still, as Andrew watched, her shadow, deeper black than their surroundings, twisted and grew even darker. For an instant, it changed into some great shapeless thing. Nearly screaming, Andrew blinked and looked again, only to see her shadow did not stand out in the black. I, uh, not sure that's a good idea. Where did this newfound fear come from? Nothing frightened him. At least nothing had in an awfully long time. Yet Miss Lucy's mere presence dipped into his childhood fears. When it was scarier to tiptoe to the closet, just to close it, than it was to watch a scary movie. It was raw and visceral coiling into his intestines to infect them with an icy dread. I'd like to check out. I won't bite, please. It's so dark that I might fall and break a hip. She sounded as if the idea of going to the basement alone greatly distressed her. Something slithered across the floor down the hall, bumping into a table against one of the walls. It sounded... wet. Even so, he couldn't quite see it, so it might have been his imagination. Who's there? Only us. The mind plays tricks on folks at night. Lucy grasped Andrew's naked arm and wheeled him towards the staircase. Her clutch was surprisingly strong, and Andrew could not pull free. Part of his mind registered the gun still lodged in his pants 
but he couldn't make himself reach for it. Still, he knew he heard something. I know we're not alone. Then let us check the fuse box and cast light to this darkness. I would rather not. He considered the sounds he had heard, and now wasn't so sure he'd find rats behind the door. Andrew's words met with an amused chuckle. <laughs> You've always got a choice. I'll knock a good chunk off the rent if you come with me. He did not see any choice, not at all. However, he did like saving money. Wordlessly, Lucy propelled him downstairs and towards the door he had seen when signing in. It was already open, waiting for their journey into the black. A wide, cavernous hole in the wall. It connected the hotel to a dank abyss. Andrew suspected that if hell really existed, he would find it down there. You're really gonna have me go down there? A nervous lump started rising in his throat. He suppressed it as he strained to see the bottom steps and the floor beyond. Horrified, he saw something. Some things writhing at the light's edge. Mother of God! What's the matter, child? There are... What are those things? They're here for people like you. Unable to look away from the pale, crawling things, Andrew said, like me? Oh, dear, yes. A couple got out earlier, but they're back now. And they're hungry. So very hungry. Andrew tried to grab the old woman. He even managed to wrap his hands around her arms, but was unable to move her. When he let go, Lucy pushed him through the door. A silent scream tore from Andrew's mouth as he fell amongst them the pale, soulless monstrosities crawling around in the black. Now that he was among them, he saw how human-like their faces were. Whether it was his imagination or real, they all seemed familiar, like distorted copies of his victims. His mouth locked in a shriek that would not come as they slithered over his flesh. Lucy watched from above, a silent sentinel protecting her babies, but she did not close the door. Ancient cruelty etched into her wrinkled features. We all have choices, my lovely, and we always pay for them. Finally, as the horrible creatures crawled over Andrew, stealing life with every pass, Lucy turned away. Drawing on his desperation and strength's final agonizing threads, Andrew reached for his gun. As the door slowly closed, cutting off the minute rays of light, he put the barrel into his mouth and cocked the hammer. The door shut completely as he squeezed the trigger. In the split second preceding, a creature bit into his leg, and he prayed for a swift release.
thank you for listening. Stay tuned as we delve into Season 1, entitled Rook.